enjoy Zircon. Yes? How do you feel about digital crime? I mean, I'm all down... So up to a point, I'm always down for crime. Um, okay. Right up until it intersects with my real life, at which point I am suddenly just way too much of an anxious mess for crime. So, like, you're fine with crime as long as you're not involved. Yeah, yeah, crime is good. Crime is fun. Observing crime from a distance. Yes, absolutely. I love to watch crimes. And what better crime could there be to watch than the crimes perpetrated by the legendary thief Arsene Lupin III? Not many, because from what I've seen, his crimes are pretty great. He is a he is a very good crimesman. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Oops All Anime Gaiden. Uh, this week, we're here to talk about Lupin the Third, Part Five. Now, uh, I have a lot of history with uh, Lupin as as a character. I think I've watched at least some of. No, I haven't ever watched any of Part. Three, I think, of Lupin the Third Part 3. But I've watched basically everything else. Not all of everything else, but some of everything else. What is your Lupin involvement? Um, My Lupin involvement is just these two episodes. I haven't even heard the Lupin episodes of Oops All Anime because I had interest in Lupin. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait until I watch some Lupin. Alright, so this these two um, episodes for, for Part 5 here are an interesting uh, picture of Lupin. I feel like they do a pretty standard job of representing the cast. Like, there's, I wouldn't say... Uh, Lupin the Third has, has some recurring characters that are in basically everything, and I feel like this is very loyal to how they are. Um, but it does have a more... Uh, I can't say Ghost in the Shell. I really can't get away with comparing this to Ghost in the Shell at all. No, you can't. But it's going for more of a more of a techie, future thing than Lupin the Third usually goes for, because he's usually just driving around in his Fiat and shooting a pistol. Yeah, I saw the Fiat. I liked the Fiat. Um, the Fiat felt very at odds with everything else happening, so I wondered if the Fiat was a series like a a series standing thing that mm-hmm. was being brought in unchanged into the new episodes. Yeah, no, the the Fiat is the Fiat is his one of his trademarks. Um, that and his his little Walther P thirty eight, which he busts out a few times. Um, oh, gosh. All right, so I'll go ahead and read the uh, summary of the first episode, and then we can just sort of get into it. Um, the first episode is called "The Girl in the Twin Towers." Um, no relation. No relation. Uh, original air date April fourth, twenty eighteen. Lupin decides to steal digital currency, uh, re- cryptocurrency, uh, from Marco Polo on the dark web and en- enlists the aid of the developer of the security system of the bank, Ami. She lives in one of the twin towers, the one below water, but is weak from living on a poor diet. With Ami's help, they successfully transfer a fortune into Lupin's account. However, almost immediately upon their return, uh, upon return to their hideout, Zenigata and his men surround the place. They discover that Zenigata easily found them because a new online game, Lupin Game, has gone viral with people posting sightings of Lupin. A chase follows, with Lupin becoming increasingly frustrated at the intense pursuit. I had to do a little editorializing because the series is pretty new, and thus the uh, Wikipedia summaries are a little rough. They'll get polished out with time. That's how Wikipedia works. Okay. Thank you for the summaries. 
So Lupin. Yeah, he's a guy. He's uh-huh. a character. Um, that is an accurate description. What is the name of the first friend who's with him again? I ain't retained the names of the other two mm. guys with him yet. I think I know them, but I don't want to guess at them and be wrong when there's okay. 30 years of them, so. Okay, the scruffy-looking dude whose eyes you never see who has the gun, that's uh, Daisuke. Uh, I forget his last name. Is it, like is it Gigan? Daisuke Jigen, right. Jigen, okay. Daisuke and then the other one is Goemon. Jigen, must have yeah, Goemon Ishikawa, yes. They usually call him Jigen. I'm, it's weird that Daisuke is the part I could remember, but here we are. Um, yeah, and Goemon Ishikawa is the samurai. Who's, who's he's really a full-ass samurai. samurai, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is a 13th generation descendant of a legendary uh, ronin. Like, Yeah, so I'm familiar with both Goemon and Arsene Lupin, thanks to Persona 5, because of the thief themes. So, uh, yeah. these names are familiar to me. Yeah, so, um, of course, the, the versions in Persona are the original incarnations. Yeah, um, not the descendants. Right, right. So, I guess, first impressions is, is these characters, what do you think of the, the characters that you see in these first episodes? You see Lupin, you see, G- see Jigen, you see Goemon, and you see Zenigata. These are the classic characters that appear. Um, so Lupin, I really enjoyed, um, his goofiness, um, and it seemed like Jigen was playing sort of the straight man to him, and I liked how that relationship was instantly set up and worked well. Um, and then, uh, Goemon was cool because he's a samurai, but I ain't got enough of a sense of his character in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zenigata, I liked quite a bit as the stalwart detective. They do a great, I feel like they do a really great, they tow a very good line with Zenigata across the series where he's very often comic relief and like, but he never really comes across as incompetent. Just sort of like he's occasionally a little naive, and sometimes he gets outsmarted by Lupin because Lupin's schemes are ridiculous and elaborate. But like Zenigata has very good instincts and is actually pretty good at figuring out what's going on. Yeah, and I, you know, Zenigata seemed like on top of it in this, and so I can't speak to how he does in the series as a whole. But this time around, yeah, he he seemed on top of it and like a totally competent detective. And it was just that Lupin was so outrageous that was the only reason that he was not catching Lupin. No, I believe your main the main reason you really wanted to watch this show next was because of the new character, uh, Ami. Ami. Yeah, that's right. Um, because she's Satoshi Nakamoto, creator of Bitcoin, except for in an anime, and very studiously avoiding all mention of the name Satoshi Nakamoto or even the word Bitcoin, although the symbol for the cryptocurrency is BM. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know, you, like, you told me before, and I didn't want to, like, spoil anything, but I feel like the person who sold you, Ami, as Satoshi Nakamoto, I don't, I don't know that much about Satoshi Nakamoto, but it's like... Nobody does. That's the whole thing about Satoshi Nakamoto, is all we know is a name. But, right, but then, like, what are you selling, right? Like, okay, then Lupin is Satoshi Nakamoto. Like, what's the point of that name in this context? What does the name mean? Um... Somebody who's got to be interesting because they managed to invent the thing that started cryptocurrencies. Okay, I mean, Ami didn't invent anything. I mean, like, there's no... Like, that's... I've, I, I that's take a, true. I take... 
it like a bit of a bit of although they I did say that she set up the payment system for Marco Polo. Sure, I mean like she helped like with like website development, but like they don't suggest that she invented any type of cryptocurrency. She just like hmm. she, she I guess she's more like the creator of PayPal if anything. Uh, you don't want to No, I'm just I'm just trying to draw that like I feel okay. like the Sakamoto comparison is a reach. Yeah, I think it is a bit of a reach now that I've seen it. Um you know, whoever, the, I won't say who it was on Twitter who I follow that made the comparison, but I'm sure that they were just very excited about the possibility, and they made the reach themselves. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I was okay. just going off of that, so. I still really liked the character, so it doesn't bug me if they didn't go all the way on to what I was expecting. It took me a little bit to figure out how I felt... Um, cause like, I mean, there, there are things about her that are cool, um, for sure. And like, I, I have, so, um, I have seen all five episodes that are currently out. Um, cause I was watching this when, when you said, decided we should watch it for this. It's like, well, I've already seen all of this and I'm not going to stop. I like the show a lot. Um, and like the way she's introduced, um, where it's like, oh, here's this shot of, like, this, like, darkly lit room, and here is this teenager in her panties. And I was not happy with that, given the Lupin is not historically great with women as a series. Uh, which had me on edge a bit. I didn't read there was a more... teenager, but I'm going to trust you that she reads this one. Uh, there's, she's, she's a teenager. I wasn't sure, like, that's part of, I'm able to say this because I've seen all five episodes now. Oh, okay. Um, but, like, I, I, it's not a spoiler to say in a couple of, a, a couple of episodes later, Zenigata is going to see her and be like, wait, why aren't you in school? Oh, okay. You should be in high wow. school. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, and they took, like, they do, an, they tow the line in a way, right? Like, I don't think they ever get super gross with her, but I don't know. There are moments that I find uncomfortable. Um, they do go out of the way. Cause so, um, Lupin the third as a character was created by a, uh, a mangaka, a manga artist named, uh, Katsuhiko Kato or monkey punch, which is his pen name. Right. Right. That dude's a mega creep. Oh, that dude's a tremendous creep. Um, there was like the, um, uh, Castle of Cagliostro, the Lupin movie. Yeah. Um, there's this whole interaction with like a damsel in distress in that show or in that movie, and like Lupin rescues her, and like there's some like suggestion that he's like he's kind of he kind of finds her cute, but he's like no, like this you know you're too young, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave. And mm. when that movie came out, Monkey Punch did an interview, and he was like, yeah, like I mean you know it was a fine movie, but they really didn't capture Lupin's character. He would have raped her. It's like, whoa! You seem like a good person. Yep. Yeah, no, he's whoa. he's a full-on misogynist. That's a nightmare. Um, uh-huh. And so, as you can guess, as various people have taken the helm of Lupin projects, they've been varying levels of loyal to that misogyny. Um, And so Lupin has always been a womanizer. That's always been one of his character traits. But the, the degree to which that's creepy varies per series. Um. And so when I saw, like, oh, and here's this new character, and it's a high school girl in her underwear, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Um, I think it turns out okay, but, boy, whew, it 
it concerned me greatly. So, hmm. I don't know. What do you think of, of, of Lupin Go, of Pokemon Go, but for Lupin? Um, I thought that it was fun. It gave it a very rip-from-the-headlines feeling in the way that, like, back when I used to watch Law & Order CSI, I would get. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this is just like the real life. Um, Did- And it was a bit more cleverly implemented than those things in Western procedurals that I've typically seen. So mm-hmm. that's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask. I was like, when you said that, like, I had flashbacks to like the Second Life chase scene. Yeah, um, like, yeah. And I was like, I was playing Second Life for years at the time, so I remember <laughs> thinking how inaccurate that was. Yeah, um, I feel like it's it's. I wonder. I don't. Hmm. Maybe you can settle something for me. I feel like it's fun and lighthearted, and it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they think they're like super realistically representing how the world works. So that mm-hmm. part is fine. But also, they're like, "Oh yeah, we've got a hundred million players for this game where you point a phone at one human on the planet." Like, mm, do you? <laughs> yeah, that that definitely pushes too far. If they'd said like five million. I would have been like, wow, I definitely see 5 million people installing this app. Yeah. And, like, yeah. constantly uploading pictures of random goofballs and being like, is this Lupin? And nobody gets any points. Like, that I would have got. 100 million, I sort of tuned out after the first time they said it, because they said it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, w- like, and at one point they're like, but, and even even if we're being pessimistic and we only keep, get, like, a 10% retention, re- uh, like, retention rate, that's still 10 million people. I'm like, you think for a free-to-play game where you point a camera at a person, 10% is, like, low? No. <laughs> you yeah. were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though we do end this episode with a very good line of Lupin, like, looking around and saying, so everybody in the world's a cop now, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Just... that one was pretty good. Yep, that's that's a good line. That's good good shitpost material. Yeah. <sighs> Do you have anything else you want to say for episode one, or should we head on to two? Let's head on down to episode two. Okay, well, the second episode is called The Lupin Game. It originally aired April 11th, 2018. Uh, the chase continues with Lupin, Jigen, and Goemon, uh, and Amy, arriving at an airport. They steal an electric car, but become trapped in a hangar by Zenigata and surrounded by the police. Within the hangar is an airplane, and with Ami's hacking skills, the energy from the car battery, they start the plane and escape. They then board a cruise ship to Bwanda, which is not an ICPO member nation, so Zenigata cannot touch them. While there, Ami wanders off and is attacked by street thugs, but is rescued by Lupin. They discuss her relationship with the team, and Lupin says she should stay with them for protection from Marco Polo. Suddenly, they come under attack from bounty hunters. There is now a new online game, betting on the day Lupin will die. So I like the premise, like, this, one of the things I like is them showing, in in some Lupin shows, it can feel like Lupin is kind of incompetent, and he is just good at surrounding himself with talented people, right? Yeah, I can see that. Like, you know, uh, Jigen's this incredible shot, and Goemon's this, you know, amazing samurai, and you haven't met Fujiko yet, but she's incredible. Um, and it's just like, oh, they get work done while Lupin, like, kind of, like, you know, gets excited and, and you know, loves crime. Um, but when they do a good job is when they're showing how Lupin's really good at, like, planning and taking advantage of situations. 
And I felt like I got good vibes from this show when immediately Lupin is like, oh, okay, I'm going to sabotage this guy game by taking all the fun out of it and just pointing a camera at myself 24-7. Yeah, that was really fun to see, like, a creative solution that was um, very much him taking it on and not like, ah, oh, we have a hacker now. Let's have the hacker hack the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very, like, lo-fi solution. Mm-hmm. Or low tech, rather, um, that he applies, and um, also very much like seems to recognize a bit of how people work, and that appealed to me—the idea that like Lupin gets people, and that that's what he does for the crew, hopefully, um, not just womanize and um, like pickpocket bullets because. I want something more from him than just I can physically steal the thing for him to be the center of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's generally, he's supposed to be also a sort of like the one step ahead planner type, which I feel like we get more into in the last, the, the latter part of this, uh, of this arc. So, um, normally we do like one and two and three and four on Oops All Anime, right? Yeah. I think we should do three, four, five on the next uh, Lupin podcast, because that's an arc. Like, at the end of five, it's like, oh, okay, this chapter has ended. Oh, okay, I'm good with doing that. I think, in fact, it literally ends with, like, the text popping up that said, end episode one or something like that. Like, oh, wow. Okay. It's a, a short story that they tell. Um, hmm. But, I don't know, I... It's weird to see this, like... Honestly, like such contiguous storytelling in a in a Lupin show, it's often very very Saturday morning cartoon, right? Where like sometimes you have like two parters, but usually there's something of an overarching thread, but it's new shit from episode to episode. And this is, uh, I guess, not not spoilers exactly, but like the next three episodes are still just like all contiguous, all this one plot thread. You know, the first note that I took is actually. Um... Relates back to something you said about Saturday morning cartoon. The West, the uh, the style of animation, in this it just reminds me so much more of Western animation than anime usually does. Hmm. And it gave me more of that Saturday morning cartoon feeling. And then I was surprised when it was a contiguous plot, because I assumed that from the age of the show, it was always one-offs, at least in the original run. Uh, pretty and much so, was, yeah. Yeah, and so I was surprised going into this. With what I got. Yeah. So, like, it's interesting that you mentioned the art style, because I feel like it's kind of an intentionally inconsistent art style. And this is a thing that goes back to the uh, to the to Castle of Cagliostro, the, the Ghibli film, where it's like, oh, here's Lupin, and he's drawn like Lupin has always been drawn. And here's this new character who's drawn like a Ghibli character, right? Oh, wow. Um, and then, like, also, I mean, I, again, I'll, on the Oops All Anime for Castle of Cagliostro, I talk about this more, but, like, you can see, like, Lupin's f- expressions change, and it's like, in Castle, he shows, I would say, more range of emotion than he usually does. And it's like, when he gets really, like, wistful, which is not a usual Lupin in emotion, in that movie, like, his face becomes more Ghibli-esque. Hmm. And it's really fascinating. And I feel like there's some of that here, where it's like, you see, you know, like you're with Lupin and uh, Jigen and Goemon, and they just look like those characters do. And then you see like Ami, and she 
I'm not saying she looks like she's from a different anime, but she definitely is drawn quite differently than they are. I also noticed that, like, the the incidental characters who are background, also most of them did feel more like the animation style, or um, art style that I expected. And mm-hmm. so, but I didn't notice that difference. I just saw that they were different. Um, yeah, so it's I interesting. Think they it well. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that that's something to do with how Lupin has been portrayed and handled over time. So, okay, we end this episode with a, with a new game, which is, you know, now there's this website where you can bet on the day that people will die and people, you know, sort of like use this in a, in a, as a indirect way of basically placing like bounties on people's heads, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I liked, I liked Lupin Go more as a concept, but I guess they had really effectively defused that situation. Does this, does this new angle on the danger to Lupin work for you? Um, it does because of the narrative situation that it creates, not because of how compelling of a game this is. Um, in my second favorite anime, which I won't say what it is, there is absolutely a moment where a bunch of contract killers all come from the heroes at the same time, and it's a really good arc. And they get a lot of good play out of it and out of the conflict between the contract killers and the conflict between the main characters and them. And so the idea that I'm going to get to see something like that, because, you know, I think that the episode ends with them saying like, ah, we've got some, you know, we've got some hitmen out after us now with that presented as where things are going. I'm pretty excited to see more. So that angle works, but as far as it being like, ah, here's another game going on, not really, not as much. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess I was unclear because like, one of the things that they do, um, for the rest of this arc, basically, um, I guess there's a point later on where it dwindles, but like, they have sort of like basically Twitch chat, like commentating over like what's happening. Basically. Yeah, they sure you know, did. Yeah, you know, like supposed to be like players of the of the Lupin game, but like it really is. And you know, I'm sure there's some Japanese streaming equivalent that I'm just an ignorant fool and don't know. Um, but like you're getting the comments that's like, "Oh man, he's super fucked." LOL. And then people like, "I just tuned in. What am I? What did I miss?" You know? Yeah. Like, very familiar. Very, uh, yeah. Um, and I like that framing method. It's weird, but it I I find it really like that is the part of the show that feels like weirdly modern and fun. But I don't know about how it ties into the to the Lupin game versus the the like the, they call, they end up calling this game Happy Death Day. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I buy into like oh, and the people who were just like hey, let's play a game where we point a phone at this person, are then like hey, let's watch a Twitch stream while people murder each other. Like that's a <laughs> jump. That's a jump. Well, you've you know? got 10% retention when you carry over from game to game, and it's 10 million mm. people still. Okay, that makes sense, now that you put it that way. <laughs> you know, and also, I mean, I am fairly fresh off of Danganronpa V3. People love seeing each other get murdered. That's just a fact. I'm still on Danganronpa 1. I haven't added in me to play it for a while. I'm proud of <sighs> or you. Or near. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that! No, no, no! <laughs> Now, now I'm just terrified that you're like going to go to Jen and be like, she didn't like Danganronpa, and then Jen's going to fucking block me on everything. 
It's way better. I mean, I don't know if Jen listens to, to Gaiden, but it'd be way better if she stumbled across it herself naturally. So I'm just going to let it happen. Okay. Just lean back. Though, so if you edit out of the episode. No, I wouldn't edit that you. out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess the, the situation where we're in at the end of this, this you know, these two episodes, two-fifths of the way through this arc, is that they're all in, the, the gang's all in Bwanda, and uh, Zenigata supposedly can't reach them because it's not a it's not a member nation of the ICPO, but all the assassins are descending. Um, and yeah, like any, I guess okay. First off, two predictions, not predictions, two thoughts. One is a prediction. Uh, where do you think things are gonna go from here? I mean, I think I sort of said, although it's already been set up, that what I'm expecting now is a bunch of hitmen all clashing over trying to kill Lupin. Mm-hmm. Anything that just sort of ends up solving itself that way? Um, I'm expecting they kill the majority of each other, and Goemon is the one who does the most violence, kills the last one or two. Okay, okay. And then one other question, which is, um, so I assume we're going to go ahead and watch 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair assumption. I definitely want to see more of this. How interested are you at, in, in the Lupin franchise at this point, would you say? I think I'm very interested. I think I want to see more of, like, because this one is so, like, so timely and in this moment. And I'm assuming that the majority of Lupin is either relatively timeless or intentionally timeless. And so I definitely want to see more Lupin now. So once we do 3, 4, and 5, I'm going to hold off until then. But I'm probably going to watch some of 1 or 2 or both. And then I definitely want to watch the Ghibli one because I remember how much you liked it back when you watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one and two are are bumpy rides. I don't know how well they've aged, but okay. you know that's that's where that's where Lupin isn't there. Well, Fujiko okay. Mine series as well. Yeah, there is. Um, hmm. I hate to I hate to rehash for people who've who've listened to Oops All Anime and heard my thoughts on this, but like, Oop, uh, f- a woman called Fujiko Mine is really well written and has great characterization, and is like obnoxiously horny and listen i know joy but like (laughs) there is literally there is literally not a single episode where fujiko doesn't get entirely naked and multiple times for like no reason there's like an episode where they go through the entire episode and it's just like the plot plays out and the the episode is basically over and then goemon just turns and cuts all of fujiko's clothes off because it's like oh shit we didn't hit our quota oh my god it doesn't make any fucking sense and it just got on my nerves basically <sighs> okay we'll see we'll see how much i would dislike that because i yeah at <laughs> first look at first that sounds like fun eventually it would probably bug me yeah yeah also yeah well if you end up watching some some fujiko Mine, we'll talk about it i think i think yeah. at least it's worth giving a shot but yeah. Yep. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to more Loop in the Third Part Five. I'm looking forward to the movie. I'm looking forward to watching the old stuff. Um I don't know if I'm looking forward more or less to the Fujiko Mine series. And I'm looking forward to watching a lot more Lupin in the future. So Excellent. this this went well. I'm glad that I picked this. Over your initial pick for how to start Oops All Anime Guy then. What I, I've seen some of what I picked as well. Oh, poor God. We're going to have some things to say. Yay! Discourse. I, 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 yeah, it's going well. It's going great. 
<sighs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Oops All Anime Gaiden. Uh, Joy, you can go ahead and plug some things if you like. Yeah, um, what I've got to plug as of right now is my Twitter, which is at JoyConWitch. Um, you know, like a witch who uses the Switch controllers. And um, any creative endeavors that I'm currently building Steam on or setting up will eventually find their way there, um, along with episodes of Oopsa Anime Gaiden. So go ahead, check that out. Give me a follow. Excellent. Yeah, um, I got very tired of announcing all of the shows that I do at the end of podcasts, and so if you go to 6detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, on Twitter, that's me, you can send me a message, and then my pinned tweet is all of my shows, so I don't have to say them. Alright, that works. Hooray! Alright, thanks for hosting, Six. Oh, thanks for being here, Joy.